Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're listening to this. You're listening to Fat Unathletic Nerds Talking Sports, the Sports Pod with Dad Bods. As you can tell, no intro music this time. It's uh, We're doing something a little different this time, given you know the date we're releasing this recording. The, at the time of this recording, it's currently January 24th, 2023, but this is being released on Thursday, January 26, 2023. And the reason why this is going to be a different episode is that that's January 26th, or t- today, if you're listening to this on the dates released, is the three-year anniversary of the day Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. And it's one of those days you never forget where you are when it happened but yeah this is jackknife alongside these zach daniels you know we figured we'd do like a little tribute episode to kobe what do you think zach oh yeah man i mean when you brought this up uh i was thinking of more uh you know i i, I said we, we we should probably think of like some more concrete uh episode ideas well you brought up like you know honestly a very very like I think this topic hit everyone hard because of how shocking it was and how big of an icon he was in American history and 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 global like globally he was just revered. He was one of the best athletes anyone had ever known and he's gone way too soon. I mean less than 5 years after he retired. So uh but hey. we'll get all into that um it's it's going to be it's 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 going to be fun reminiscing about uh a basketball player because me and I think you could agree with me, Jack. Like, we might not be the biggest basketball players, but I think Kobe had an impact on pretty much everyone. Yeah, you could. Kobe's one of those guys you just appreciate how good he was. He's, I'd say, he's at least top 10 player of all time, you know, with all yeah, that he's he, accomplished. I think he even enters top five. Yeah, he's an American icon. Yep. But, uh, no. yeah, you want to do. Quick little book report on him, Zach. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you I want mean, to start off with Kobe, or we can cover everything else real quick, um, because we'll we'll save I think all it's that nice stuff. Nice to give everyone a little update. Yeah, we'll save that for the end. Well, let's let's go right into what happened. Um, or let's talk about Kobe for a second. Yeah, the, uh, I I personally loved Kobe as a player. Uh, how, I think how, how do we introduce how do we introduce someone that doesn't need an introduction? That's that's a real challenge for this episode. I I, I really just went back and looked uh, just to make sure I had I have a lot of this stuck in my memory anyway because of uh, stuff like the fact that he was born on August twenty third, nineteen seventy eight. My birthday's the twenty second, uh, so that was kind of cool to think about. Uh, he lived in Philly. He uh, went to Lower Marion High, right outside right outside Philly. He's a huge Eagles fan. Um, didn't go to college. He was one of the people. He was like a prodigy. Uh, I think it started with KG in the in '95. I I think players have done it in the past, but 1995 KG Kevin Garnett went to the NBA, and it started like a string of high school players for the next like 10 years, going yeah. to the NBA uh, before the NBA kind of put a stop to that. Um, so Kobe was one of those high school freaks of nature that couldn't be avoided. Um, uh, he, he was drafted by the, the by the Charlotte Hornets in 1996. Yeah, people forget um, about that. 
I don't. I don't know. I. I. I don't. I didn't look into how what happened there, but he ended up with the Lakers. And once he got to the Lakers, he never left. Um, he was there from 1996 to 2016. I mean, just a couple accolades. Five-time NBA champion. I don't know how many times he had been to the playoffs and the, and the finals in general, but two NBA Finals MVPs, a full league MVP, MVP in 2008, 18-time All-Star in 20 years, four-time All-Star game MVP, two-time Olympic gold medalist. He won a slam dunk champ as a like a like a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old or something like that. And the list just goes on. Like they, you could find accolades for days with this guy. Um, some of his most memorable moments uh, in NBA history were just s- scoring the second highest amount of points in a single game. Which is just That's incredible. Uh, if it, I I was gonna say that's one of the moments I remember a lot was that game where it was kind of getting updated. I think on ESPN as it happened. And I was watching TV as a I think it was 06 It happened. You know, like a 13 year old, and I was like, "What is going on?" How many is he scoring? And he just kept scoring. He just kept going. And, uh, you know, he became known for his countless clutch shots. He just wanted the ball. In the final second of the game, he wanted to make that game-winning shot. He wanted to make that clutch shot. Uh, it, And I think it sparked uh, what everyone has said for years and years when shooting paper balls into trash cans or, Kobe. you know, <laughs> any – any garbage into can just Kobe, just throwing it up there. Um, he had a mama mentality, as he called it. He basically called himself because he called him the Black Mamba. And honestly, I don't think you'll ever find anyone as competitive as him. And as much as we like to compare certain athletes to him, I think that dude was like built different mindset wise like the stories you hear of him just never leaving the gym getting there before everyone leaving after everyone uh you know just never it's never enough you got until you until the season's over until you win that championship it's never over uh and the dude was also great for marketing um he he had the kobe system commercials where like a bunch of celebrities and other athletes were asking him questions and he he basically told them you need to give more um (laughs) There's the one. There was the one video. I think he was like photoshopped uh, jumping over an Aston Martin. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know what you're talking about, but that couldn't have been real. Oh no, it, it definitely wasn't real. But like, don't tell me when. Don't tell me you didn't look like Kobe Bryant jumped over a car. Like, yeah, of course everyone looked that up. That's always gonna work. Yeah, he was a superstar, and uh, yeah. So we get to the worst part. He retired in 2016. Had like the greatest send off game ever. Yeah, I, I, um, I remember that to this day. Mamba out. Like that was he. Yeah. We never really saw him decline. He, he still, went nuclear. He also went nuclear that game. They they, I forget the stats. It was some ridiculous stat line. But the whole team, I think Kobe and the team all agreed. They're like, just give him the ball. Just give him the ball, you know, and and he shot so many threes, so many jumpers, like he went crazy, and they won that game. Oh my, that hurts. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so we bounced to twenty twenty, January twenty sixth. Uh, and he's I been retired. Yeah, he's been retired for he was retired for about four years. Um, he jumped. He got on a helicopter with a bunch of other people that were going to attend um his daughter's basketball game uh, at his. I think it was like his, um, like gym. I think that he built in out in California, 
Uh, but apparently it was very foggy out, not the greatest weather to be flying a helicopter, and the pilot went against his federal training and took off anyway. And apparently there was a bit of a struggle, and the helicopter crashed into a mountain, and all nine passengers on board, including the pilot and uh, Kobe Bryant's 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, all perished in, in the accident. And uh, just the world was in 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 shock. The, I, I remembered, and we're going to get to that be, between the two of us, but uh, like the sports will just stop for a moment. It was just absolute inc- insanity. Everyone mourning. Like every sport was mourning Kobe Bryant because I think his mentality, that mama mentality he built, kind of, you know, it's it was like the key to success, you know? Like it just felt like the key to success. So like where were you when it when it happened? What 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 was going on with you when that happened? Well, before I get into that, ironically enough, I think LeBron James did pass Kobe Bryant in some historic stat line. And, you know, LeBron was t- speaking so highly of Kobe. I and I don't remember the speech, but it well, he was talking about Kobe as if he just died then and there, but that was obviously like a few days or a week or so leading up to it. And the late, the Lakers were ironically enough on a plane when this all happened and they landed to, you know, find out the news, you know, there was footage of LeBron crying like after, after, you know, he found out the news obviously, but yeah, yeah, I, I'll never forget where I was that day. This is when I was still working at, ESPN and true to what you said the world just the sports world just stops because here's the con here's some context for you that day I was working college basketball I don't even remember if it was men's basketball or women's basketball and I uh, for obvious reason I don't remember that right you know the job you know you get a list of games you know you make sure the feeds are updating accordingly you know, you got correcting things that's wrong, or you got see some cool play happen, you throw in the highlight chat, you know, seems like a typical, you know, uneventful shift, but, you know, still, I take pride in my work, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, when you're sitting at that desk, you know, you do have time to, you know, look at your phone every once in a while, you know, okay, it's, all right, it's it's a little bit of time, all my feeds are good, all right, I don't have to do it let the leads know of any updates. All right, let me check my Facebook. And then I see our friend Adam Kirkland posting a TMZ link of that said Kobe Bryant dead in helicopter crash. And before I continue, TMZ really screwed the pooch there because I don't know if you know this, Zach, but like I learned this in media ethics and law, you can't report a death of oh, yeah. the, until like their family is made aware of it. Like that, I don't... yeah. That's how, like, some media companies got in trouble with Corey when Corey Lytle died in 2006. But, yeah, but initially, my first response to that is, <laughs> I just laughed. I just laughed it off. I was like, yeah, okay, and just continue yeah, my right. work. And then I looked again on Facebook. Two minutes later, people are posting on Facebook, like, tell me the Kobe Bryant news isn't real. And I'm just like, no, no, this this can't be real. And like I literally said out loud, this can't be real. I think and we my, all did. 
Yeah, and my good friend Jake, you know, who I'm still friends with to this day. I haven't seen him since my last ship, but you know, I still talk to him like often. He heard me say this can't be real. He immediately knew what I was talking about. And he we were in the north campus of ESPN, like he was talking to one of his buddies who was in production trying to verify whether or not it was real. Like, and he immediately heard me say, no, this can't be real. And then he told, he immediately said to me, I'm talking to my friend in production, trying to find out if it's real or not. And 10, 15 minutes later, that's when it, my heart sank. Like, he said to me, he just got back to me. It's real. I'm like, I, I was speechless. And yeah. my, and our office in stats and analysis, you know, it's not a cube. They're not cubicles, but they're cubicles. Like the walls are so short. Like you could talk to the person at the computer next to you. All that right, time. right. You, could you see, have your own. Yeah, you could see the what they're watching on their TV. You could see what people are watching on the TV in the row in front of you. You could see what they're watching, like rows, rows and rows, like to the right of you, etc. As the minutes went by, you know, these TVs on a normal day would have like various sporting events on like it could be right. something it could be like one of the games on their assignment or like it could just be a game that they happen to take interest in because you know because right. you you're, you're a sports fan you work at espn you find ways to watch your favorite team but okay. one by one like as the minutes went by everyone's tv was on sports center everyone was like talking like they it wasn't like it was like oh my god but like everyone's just like talking to each Holy other like kind of yeah kind of silent and our our lead at the time she was one of my bosses jen you know she really handled this the way you're supposed to and you know i really commend her for that you know she basically said we understand this is a huge story like a huge event Obviously, we're gonna allow you to follow this. Just you know, at the same time, try to keep track of your assignments, which which we did, like we did, because yeah. games weren't stopping. And yeah, much, no, much, of course, yeah, much to the surprise of a lot of people, you know, the Knicks played that night, and you know, Mike Breen, I said he referenced an old comic from when Thurman Munson died of the, these two characters. I forget what their names were, but you know. In their comic, it was like, "I'm sorry, I don't feel like playing today." Mike Breen was like, "I'm, we got a job to do, but I'm sorry, I don't feel like announcing today. Yeah, I'm sure these players yeah, don't man. feel like playing today, but we did see some beautiful tributes throughout the league. Like the day it happened, the day after, you know, teams were taking each team would open the game with a 24 second violation or an eight second half court violation in tribute to Kobe because he wore both those numbers. Yeah." crazy but yeah crazy shit man it really was like i was in basically a newsroom as a major story broke out and just watching guys yeah guys i look up to say what you will about him Stephen a smith <laughs> like it just broke my heart to see him you know to see him like that he's close to a lot of athletes and uh and also he was um he was a philly journalist for a, a long time that's how he got his start that's how he got his break uh, was doing columns for Philly. And uh, so 
Yeah, he probably uh, he, knew he probably knew Kobe. He when probably he was knew a Kobe very personally when he was a when he was a kid, you know, because he was a, a phenom in in high school. Uh, yeah, I I mean, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty was a Sunday, so for me, I was I was just chilling at home that day, and uh, I think I was sitting in my li I'm no joke. I remember exactly where I was though, because I was sitting in my living room and just like watching. I think I was watching. I think I might have been watching college basketball. I might have been watching. Was there a football game coming on or something? I remembered it was a decent day out here no, in New Jersey. I rem yeah, and I was in Connecticut at the time. Now that you say yeah. it, I do remember the Pro Bowl was on that day. Like, it, the news broke basically during the Pro Bowl. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. You know what? That makes sense. And uh, it, it's just like I looked at that TMZ thing. It was like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way TMZ. Like, really? Now, I TMZ is a a I a a pretty unethical organization in my book, uh, yeah. but they have right. broken some news relatively quickly that was confirmed, even if it's not in the you know most correct way possible. But uh, yeah, it, news story news stations jumped on it. I had to turn to a bunch of not just ESPN and Sports Center, like the news started covering it like all over. I was like, oh shit, and they showed a helicopter crash in in Calabasas. I was like, oh man. I'm sorry, no one surviving a helicopter crash is like ninety is like a point zero zero one percent chance. Like those things are basically just they're swirling coffins in the sky. That's really yeah. kind of all they are. Because if they go down, those things just explode, and you're 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 going directly in, into the ground. It's it was crazy. It was crazy. And then there was a there's a bunch of other BS on the other end that we won't talk about with like people taking like investigators taking pictures and shit. And uh, as we said, TMZ uh, not really supposed to do that. It wasn't even technically speaking confirmed that it was him until two days later uh, after investigation. So a lot of sketchy stuff there on the back end, but in general, just an awful tragedy. And I mean. Dude, like, it's three I, years. It's three years later. It still doesn't feel real. Like, no, oh, it doesn't feel real. I mean, forty-one years old. A pretty fresh forty-one too, because January he was born in August. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I if you heard that burp there. <laughs> it happens, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kobe was part. You know, I grew up an avid sports fan. I still am to this day. Even you know trying to keep up with the best I can with, you know, work and all that stuff, all this stuff. I got all their responsibilities now, but watching yeah, him know. was watching him was a part of my childhood. You know, I would see him play against the Knicks and be like, gee, you know, the Knicks suck, but still in my mind, I'm like, how are we going to, how are we going to defend Kobe, et cetera, et cetera. Weren't successful, but that just, yeah. but, you know, it was Kobe. There really wasn't much you can do. I'll be honest, too. I don't think the NBA is the same without him anymore because I feel like now everyone talks about load management. Um, and there's there's games where a lot of superstars just sit out. And you, Kobe did not do that. You were not seeing Kobe. You were not. Kobe had to be physically maimed to not play. Like, it, it just didn't happen, you know. I think later in the year, I think later in his career, he kind of slowed down a little bit because – his body was just falling apart. He but he had done nothing but play basketball for literally, oh my god, like eighty percent of his life, you know, like and and most of it was professionally. You know, he did four years of high, whatever he did in middle in the elementary middle school years, 
whatever he did, uh, you know, four years in high school, and then went directly into the NBA and, and was a superstar. And, and, and don't forget, he that guy knew he knew like five languages. He grew up in Italy for a good portion yeah. of his life because of his he dad. Did. My my dad, his neighbors are from Italy, and I don't know if it was them or a friend of theirs, but they they knew Kobe, young Kobe, growing up as a child. Yeah, one of my favorite videos is um, actually when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and he's holding. I think they're they're at the time their newest daughter. And uh, he's like trying not to wake her up. He's like, "Oh my god, oh my fucking god, we won the Super Bowl!" It's so funny because that's exactly how every Eagles fan felt at that moment. It was awesome. So, but, but uh, sorely yeah, missed. Yeah, the tribute. Uh, you know, the tribute to him. You know, it was like a month or so later at the Staples Center. It was heartbreaking to see Vanessa oh, Bryant. Good. You know, Vanessa Bryant. You know, take care of Gigi in heaven. I got everything down here. We're still the best team. Like I, I didn't watch it live, but like I watched. But you know, we had a gym at ESPN. Like I watched, I watched the rerun of it, like while working out, and that's just freaking heartbreaking. And dude, I, seeing seeing, I, I like. I know basketball players are the like average. Like their average height is tall. I mean, Kobe was six six, but it's insane to see guys like. Shaquille O'Neal, who's over seven feet tall, just bawling. It, it's just, it's just, it's just like earth shattering to see these guys that you looked at, and you know, a- any athlete, you know, they're supposed to be these tough, rugged people, guy or girl, yeah, you know, out there giving their all to their sport, and here they are being vulnerable, yeah, uh, because of a of an absolute tragedy. This is not like, I I think. You don't see this if the guy makes it to eighty-three years old, or no. even even the seventies. Like people will cry, but when you die in a helicopter accident at forty-one years old with your thirteen-year-old daughter and and nine other people that a, a couple other children that I think he played uh, she played with. At least I know one of them. And it, I mean, like, what a disaster, man! What a what a catastrophe that yeah. was. It was it was so sad. Yeah, and the night of the tribute, you know, there that speaking of girls, you know, Kobe did his best, you know, try to promote girls basketball too, and because yep. you know he yep. was a he was a girl dad, and you yep. know he yeah well, pr- proudly said that so yeah it's someone someone who he was close to if I'm not mistaken was Sabrina Ionescu at the time she was playing for Oregon she went to the tribute at the Staples Center and went back to play college ball. She flew back up north to play that night, and that night I think she became the player in NC first player in NCAA history, not women's NCAA NCAA history to have four digits in both in points, rebounds, and assists. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, like, I remember because like I worked that game, and the moment it happened, I had to like you know put in the note on the play by play. You know, he's touched, he's touched a lot of people. He's touched so many people in in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I think beyond the sport too, I think, um, you know, before we get to the other, you know, we do our quick little update on everything else. I mean, like as someone who's watching right now, the, you know, I have to bring it up the Eagles and Jalen hurts. 
Um, Jalen is an extremely quiet guy. I, Kobe, Kobe was was loud and and in your face. You know he could get animated, but he backed on, it up. He backed it up, but also it was it was calculated, and he was, you know, he he never gave his hand too much. Like he he kind of he was he was focused on the mission at hand, and that's how. You know, I look at I look at Jalen because he goes out there. He he's been this whole year has been a prove it year for him. Well, he proved it, and and when you talk when you hear him in press conferences or in the locker room in the locker room, he's a leader. He's loud. He he gives everyone props, but he says the work is never done. And on the podium, he doesn't really he doesn't really give much. He wants to strictly talk about football, not. Any other bullshit that a lot of sports media has gotten sucked into lately, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's just it's just crazy how determined that dude was to win. And, yeah, and you and, and like I said, he always wanted it, the ball. He always. The reason wanted the we ball. all say the reason we all say Kobe is because you knew if the game was within one, two, tied three points, that dude was getting the ball and he was throwing a shot up. You knew it. You just knew it was coming. Only one person was only one of Kobe's teammates was able to success, successfully look him off and be like, "No, I got this." And that's Jeremy Lin. If you know what, if you remember what I'm talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Was that Lin Sanity times? No, that was when he was on the Knicks. That when he was on the Lakers, he was becoming a bit more of a role player. He he became like a role player and just like bounced around the league a lot. Yeah, and then he looked off Kobe. He drained a three and Kobe was like, all right, I still want the ball, but all right. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. were no, he, they were to laugh about it because he got the three. So yeah, you, you're you're not going to convince Kobe that he doesn't want the like he shouldn't get the ball. He's he's he wanted the ball, and I remember that that last game he played, man. I mean, you watch, it's like they. I don't know how the other team just let him get the ball. To be completely honest, they're like, just like Kobe's like I'm going out with a bang. I'm doing this. You're not stopping me. Like it was happening. <laughs> yeah, three right. years. Yeah, but yeah, let's wrap it up. Rest in peace, Kobe. Three years later, world's not the same with that, you Kobe. Nope. Yeah, that, that's a majority of uh, that's a majority of our episode tonight. Let's just we've got some quick football, basketball, hockey points for you. I mean, let's start with football. I know you're a very happy man, Zach, and watch the dismay of my fiance and her family. Oh, absolutely. I mean. We got the conference championship set. Uh, the NFC is going to be Eagles versus the Niners. Uh, the Brock Purdy Cinderella story is going to continue on for at least one more week. Uh, but I'm going to be completely honest, Jack. I I don't know. I don't think Brock Purdy's faced a team that's built like the Eagles. I just don't. And as you saw against the Cowboys, who the Eagles have beaten before with Jalen Hurts, not Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Uh they're mortal. He's mortal. That team is mortal. Um, and the Eagles are their pass rush is absolutely filthy. And I just, you know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna stand here on this soapbox because Giants fans, I tried, I I really tried the first couple days to like relax. Just just you know what? The Giants are, are doing they're doing pretty good. They're doing I still, all right. I, they still I say the Giants still get an A plus for their season. Say what? I still say the Giants get an A plus for their season. They did what they wanted to and more. Their season for their season? Yes, for their season. 
Yeah, that's fair. They weren't expected to even make the playoffs. So, uh, I mean, like, you know, it's one thing to get a winning season. I think they were okay. I'd give them a, I'd give them a B to B plus. Uh, but I, I think, honestly, they're just too – they had too many injuries. They're, they don't have talent. I'm sorry. They don't have talent. And I don't think – I think Barkley, as good as he is, I think he's – he broke a 30-something-yard run against them in the champion in, – in that last game against the Eagles. Dude, I've seen Barkley enough. Back in the day, that would have been a 70-yard touchdown, not a 35-yard rush that gets chased down by Marcus Epps. You know, it's just – so – I. I don't know. I let I let the Giants fans talk all their game all week long. They they were feeling themselves. The national media did what they always do to the Philadelphia teams. They talk about the other team. They they hype them up. Oh wow, yeah, you know the Eagles are pretty. The Eagles are a great team. They're built, but but I don't know. The Giants are. They're coming in. It's hard to beat a team three times in in a season. That's which by the way, that's a bullshit statement. Like, no, I I, I kind of just like. I was like, yeah, I'll let them have their fun. But then it just got to the point they were saying Daniel Jones is better than Jalen Hurts. Said Saquon Barkley's going to walk all over him. They compared the Eagles defense to the Vikings defense. Are you kidding me? The 31st defense in the in the, in the the league to the third or fourth or whatever the Eagles are. They almost broke the NFL record for sacks in a season. Like, get the fuck. And then I, I also, it was my wife's birthday. Uh, happy birthday to Catherine. Um, she... I took we took her to Medieval Times and I had scheduled a eight o'clock show in Lindhurst, New Jersey, right outside MetLife Stadium. By the way, oh, you know, it was honestly fucking fantastic. Uh, if you ever, if if you're from New Jersey, you're listening to this, or if you're in a in a locate, if you're near a location at all, because there's a bunch of locations all over the country, not- go to Medieval Times. They're fucking awesome. So, um, I I just remember just looking at my phone every five to ten minutes and, and laughing. And I had a friend who was a Giants fan next to me, and I was just laughing the whole time. It got to seven, then it was 14, then it was 21. And then I'm like, there's three minutes left. There's no way they get it to 28. 28, nothing with like 40 seconds in the first half. I was like, I didn't need to watch it. I didn't need I had it recorded and I watched it like kind you of like worried as a about watch. I yeah I I I watched I had a, I hate watched it I hate listening to some Giants podcasts because I fucking hate the Giants I think they were frauds not as big as the Vikings but I thought they were frauds and the national media did what they usually do they like to pump up the New York that's teams me. that's me whenever that's I'll hate like I'll hate listen to spit and chicklets whenever like the Rangers like are on a <laughs> run because like they're a bunch of freaking clowns those guys but yeah where are they from Boston. You know, and there you like, go. They played for the pe- and two of them played for the Penguins, so they're oh. penguin, they're pu- penguin simps, sucka suckers, idolizing mm. mediocre penguins. And um, yeah. but yeah, I think we talked enough NFC Championship. Let's go into the AFC. AFC. And, uh, uh, yeah, did you see? Did you see either of those games? Uh, yes, I did. And I, Mahomes is a little dinged up. That's gonna be make things interesting. I mean, Burrow's. Bur- Burrow and the Bengals have beaten them like the past three times, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't yeah. think Burrow's lost to them. Yeah, at but all. The, the Chiefs are the underdog, in my opinion. They have home field advantage, but I think they're the um, underdog. You know, Mahomes beat they beat the J- Jaguars. You know, and again, the Jag the Jaguars are up and coming. Well, Peterson yeah. Lawrence they're on the come up. So yeah, yeah. that was that. There, there. I was so surprised. 
I mean, I don't know what that Chargers one was. I because we didn't talk about that. We haven't done. I didn't. Episodes since I didn't see it when it happened. It was late. It was late that night. I, I then I checked the scores like twenty seven seven game over. And then I heard what happened. I'm like what? Yeah. But yeah, I would. I watched the end of that, and I was just like, "There's no way," and there's no fucking way. And <laughs> it's awesome. All right. But yeah, that's uh, but, that conference. Sorry, one more, one more point, Zach. No, well, all I was going to say is we got Eagles versus 49ers, we got Chiefs versus Bengals, and I'm going to let you know, as a football fan, that's awesome. All four of these teams are great. We're gearing up for what should be a good Super Bowl no matter what. But this weekend, enjoy it because these two games should be fucking fun. Personally, I think it's going to be Eagles-Bengals, but that's just me. Anyway. I think so, too. To the New York Jets. The New York Jets, they got – I, I don't know if they got rid of Matt LaFour the last time we talked, but or, or not Matt LaFour. Mike, Mike LaFour. Mike LaFour. But they, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't do it before the last time, but okay, it happened. But, yes, it did happen. And uh, some good some good news for them. The Pro Football Writers of America elected two Jets, offensive and defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner on defense. I recently got a black Sauce Gardner jersey. Maybe I'll debut that next episode. And Garrett Wilson on offense. And uh, keep in mind, Brees, running back Brees Hall very well might have gotten that award if he didn't tear his ACL. But, yeah, that's just about it for football notes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those that's fucking awesome for the Jets, though. I mean, you want to talk about future, just get that get that quarterback. Or, or, I don't know. I mean, Zach Wilson's so young. The point is, you guys have like the Giants, have a great foundation to build upon. So yes. see where that goes. Right. All right. You want to talk some basketball, Zach? Yeah, I mean, right now we're in the thick of it. You know, uh, the Celtics and Nuggets lead their respective conferences. The Nuggets and Grizzlies are uh, kind of neck and neck. Um, the Sixers are actually second because they've been on a five-game win streak. They're kicking ass right now, but the Celtics are just – outpacing everyone at this point, yeah. including they're they're the they're the best team in the league right now. Um Nikola Nikola Jokic again is the MVP front runner for the third year in a row. I'm gonna be honest, he's a great player. Um I won't say Embiid this year. Embiid I thought deserved it last year. I don't I couldn't fucking believe that he didn't get it last year. But I don't know. This is getting kind of ridiculous because now Jokic has a lot of players that were hurt last year. Like that could have been your excuse. And and also like I don't know, it, are we just gonna give it to this dude every year because of analytics? Like I don't understand how the voting for this goes. Um, and as for the Knicks, when we're talking New York here, uh, the Knicks are doing all right. They're they're kind of treading right now. They're in they're in the seventh seed. Uh, technically, they're seventh in the conference, so they're doing they're holding their own. But they're kind of in the thick of it with everyone else. It's you know once you get past the fourth. In, in the standings, that's kind of where you, you, you kind of, you, you, it's it's win-loss, win-loss, everyone's, it gets real tight, so it's good yeah. to see there. It's good to see the Knicks are competitive again, you know? Yeah. It took like a decade. Yeah, I am, actually, I am actually beginning to follow them again now, so, but yeah, yeah. But, go, but yeah, you said... That's hockey going. Yeah, yeah well, let's, uh, let's, you let's, talk start, about, let's set it up for hockey now. Yeah, well... Well, I got the perfect setup for you. You mean the Celtics are outpacing everyone. Speaking of teams that played at TD Garden, the Bruins are a freaking machine right now. Oh, shit, yeah. They're 46 games into the season. Their record is 37-5-4. Unbelievable. Yeah, they 
they're our freaking wagon. The Stars are also doing well in the Western Conference. And listen, the Rangers are doing well. I mean, they're still in third. You know, they're keeping pace. And mm-hmm. today, today at the time of this recording, they called up Will Cooley. He's going to play the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow or yesterday by, by the time you're listening to this. And I'm genuinely excited for this call because he is an asshole. He's a he's, <laughs> he's a tough player. He puts up points. You know, they sent down Sammy Blay. I was like, this is a move that makes sense. And next year, Brendan Offman's going to be part of it. So, like I said, I don't expect Cup from the Rangers this year, but you know, I, but we still got some young prospects. I can't wait to see him. But, yeah, the Rangers have still have a good foundation. They're still, like, well into their window. A team that's not very good right now is the Vancouver Canucks, but – they just fired Bruce Boudreaux, much to the dismay of the players. You know, he loved coaching there, but the freaking organization is a shit show right now. You know, Elliot Freeman, who's an insider, basically leaked out that, you know, Bruce Boudreaux is going to get fired as Canucks head coach. And the Canucks actually reached out and to Friedman and told him it was his fault for spilling the beans early. And, like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. You were the one who was going to fire him. And, like, Canucks fans, you know, they, they Canucks fans loved him. They gave him a chant, like, at the end of the game. They were chanting, Bruce, oh, there it is. Bruce, there it is. And, you know, apparently pl- player, the Canucks players didn't want him to go. But, yeah, Rick Rick Talkhead is the new coach for the Canucks. And Bo Horvat and JT Miller rumors are swirling right now. Trade rumors are swirling right now. And a final piece on hockey is two expansion teams are leading the Pacific right now. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. Go Kraken. Yeah, and let's see right here. They're they're neck and neck. They're only a point separating them. Well, at the time of this recording, Vegas has two games in hand. But still, Seattle's turned it around. I think they knew last year wasn't, you know, it was just gonna be a build up, build it up kind of year. See where it goes. But uh Yep, that's it for hockey right now. Yeah, I think we covered everything we needed to. And again, yeah. uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I mean, dude, like that. I thought you had a great idea for this episode. I think we should do more, uh, you know, concrete uh, topics. Yeah, well, like I, I, I want to do more like uh, research on these guys because some something like it's it is it's kind of. I, I forget every time I look at Kobe Bryant's birthday and notice it's a day after mine. It's kind of funny. And uh dude, that that day that day, January twenty-sixth, was probably like the day I feel like I probably was like twenty twenty is gonna suck. And you then we right. had a global pandemic and the world went to shit. Yeah. So But yeah, uh, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on all our social medias at Funs Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and at Fat Unathletic Nerds Talking Sports on Facebook. This is Jackknife alongside D Zach Daniels. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Have a good night. Kobe. <laughs>